Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is hour number two of Fantasy Sports today. It is October 1st, which means that we turn the clock back to September. First month of the fantasy season and the college football season, by the way, is completely in the books. We'll lead that off this hour. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two of our show. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia, along with Sean Guastamacchia here on the program. You can catch Sean's TV show, by the way, today at 4 o'clock Eastern at the betting window over on Sports Grid. And I know, Joe, you had a nice, exciting weekend over on Zumo TV. I saw I caught you and Mike Blewett hanging out uh, this weekend. That Was that fun over at the... Uh, no, always a good time. Mike was a warrior. He was soldiering through a very bad uh, cold. And he was still, he was coughing and hacking up a lung, but he was still there battling. So let that be a lesson, everybody, too. You show up and you and you go to work and you do what you got to do. So Mike was a true warrior. And then at 9 o'clock, uh, Jim Day and I uh, breaking down the season-long information for you, too, on Roto Experts in the morning. So that show was uh, very fun as well. We had a nice little roundtable with Davis Maddock from, uh, from Roto Experts. So that was a good time also. And it's fun. We try to keep it light. We try to keep the information good. And we try to keep it rolling there. So basically in two hours, if you're playing DFS, if you're playing season long, all the above, you got everything in there in two hours to get you prepped for the day. Catch them this weekend over on Zumo TV and every day. That is a great app, by the way. You can watch all of our TV programming on Zumo TV available in every app store that you got. So uh, September to remember, let's get into it here. Uh, we have compiled our top three fantasy football moments from the month. And our bottom three fantasy football moments from the month, just as far as what we remember, could be good or bad. Uh, I will start off my top three. My first one, Joe, is the influx of all the rookie quarterbacks. I don't think there's any doubt that's really dominated this season. You could look at it from the half-empty side of the glass where Breeze got hurt and Roethlisberger got hurt and now Trubisky got hurt and certainly yeah, there's been a lot of quarterback hurt. injuries. Luck retired. I mean, you luck. on and on. Yeah, I, I like to look at it, though, to see these young kids play. And so I'm, uh, I'm going to stay positive on that side of it because hopefully some of these kids will end up being good. Uh, I've got Lamar Jackson on the rise. He is, regardless of the win and loss record, he is an absolute monster in fantasy. My guess is at the end of the season – from a fantasy points perspective, he'll grade out as a top five guy, maybe number two overall behind Mahomes, but he is going to be right there in the mix for that because of the amount of rushing yards this guy gets. And then my third fantasy football September to remember, and it is a shame because last week was so poor and, and seeing him on the sidelines was kind of sad, but Dalvin Cook does look like as good as Barkley, as good as McCaffrey, as good as any running back in the NFL. I know he had one down week last week. He saved you with a touchdown late. But to me, Dalvin Cook, if he keeps this up, is a bona fide top five pick in fantasy next year, maybe even higher than that. So rookie quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson on the rise, and Dalvin Cook's breakout season. Those are the things that I'll remember from September. Joe, how about you? 
Yeah, uh, September so far for me, it's got to be about Chris Godwin. I mean, the guy's been tremendous. And this was somebody I came a little later to. I had a lot of people were hyping him up in July, and I was sort of on the fence about it. I liked him. I was excited about him. But by the time August drafts rolled around and you got to see some of the things going on in camp and you got to you know hear Arians talk about how they were going to utilize him, all of a sudden I started drafting him as a 1A kind of wide receiver. And so far, outside of that one game, it's been exactly that. I mean, the guy's been, I mean, he's been a one, let's be honest. He's been absolutely tremendous. The volume's been there. The touchdowns have been there. And that's what you want. That's what you want out of your wide receivers. And luckily the cost was cheaper than some of those guys like Adams, like uh, Hopkins, you know, the, the Juju Smith-Schuster, who's going to look like a bus is another guy. You could probably throw in that pile of guys we were talking about in the first hour that are just bad rounds one through three, just disappointment return on investments. Cooper Cup to me is the second one. There was a con- Tentious argument there with a lot of the fantasy analyst community about how healthy was Cooper Cup. It was a bad risk to take him. To me, it was nothing but upside. So far, that guy's been tremendous. And he's reminding everybody, too, that he can score touchdowns, which is something you don't always see out of guys like Cooper Cup working in the slot. And that guy can still score touchdowns, which is great. And the third thing is Mahomes. Lamar Jackson was going to be my third, but since you did that one, it's Patrick Mahomes is, it's just his world and we're living in it, man. The guy is tremendous. I know fantasy owners were disappointed he didn't have a touchdown last week, but it's all about W's and he got his team back in a tough spot against a team that really tries really hard every down to be competitive. And I'll tell you what, man, Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be real tough to beat him this year. Yeah, I I think so. And he is, I mean, I, I think that if everybody had to do it all over again, they still wouldn't have taken him number one overall, but he'd be a first round pick in fantasy. He would be, he would be six or five. I think you, I you think have you, to be in the first round. Yeah, you definitely. have to be in the first half of the first round too, because just the, of, of the floor of points every week. And then you just play matchups at running back or wide receiver. You can make it, you can make that work. Yeah, if, if you had to draft for the rest of the season now, McCaffrey would be the first pick. Uh, I could make the case oh, for him yeah. being, uh, what's that? Cook and Elliott, the next. Uh, Cook, uh, yeah, probably Zeke Elliott. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, but, but, but I, I, I could put Mahomes too. I, I don't see a problem with that. I, I could put him too, based on based on production. I couldn't put anybody over McCaffrey, but I could put uh, I could put him too. I could see that. I could put him over Elliott for sure. Cook may be great though. All right, uh, bottom three September moments for me in fantasy. Clearly, the Antonio Brown story was just nonsense, derailing teams over and over, derailing fab budgets over and over, nonsense, bad. Uh, Dolphins, uh, now I live in South Florida, so it's a little bit different for me hearing it a lot, whereas other people don't as much. But to me, seeing what has the fans are having to go through this season, at least they know, I guess, from the beginning of the season that there's no chance, but they just set themselves up to fail, and they are failing for sure. And then the final one, it was uh, forgetting to set a lineup in one of my leagues. Now, over at FantasyLead.com, I'm not trying to make an excuse, Joe, but in that particular league, if you don't put your lineup in, it doesn't get retroactive to what you had the week before. And so, therefore, I got a complete zero in one of my leagues this year, which is just super embarrassing, and I'm not making any excuses, but it's just that was just a real bad September moment that I don't want to relive. No, that's not good. I don't want to relive O.J. Howard. Wake me up when September ends with O.J. Howard because it's just done. A talent is one thing, but usage is king, and he's not getting used. So I don't know, man. I just it's unfortunate. It's a bad scenario. I know it's a different regime that drafted him, and now it's a different regime in there right now trying to uh, trying to put game plans together. But he doesn't seem to be a part of it. Stefan Diggs, number two, along with Adam Thielen. Oh, bad, bad, bad. It's been a it's been a rough go for two guys who were right at the top of that wide receiver board. Oh, yeah. Just down on the big time number one guys. They were right there for you and. Thousand yards, double digit touchdowns. What's not to like? Kirk Cousins. That's what I hate, but 
but this is the week, Craig. This is the time to trade for them because they're playing the Giants this week, and everybody's good against the Giants, even Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think. I think. I think it we better can better be. It better be. Even uh, I, I, and again, the confidence level. I'm saying that not very good because they go up at the end. But anyway, yeah, uh, the third thing for me is the quarterbacks dying every day. Every day we lose another quarterback. I feel like we need a Sarah McLaughlin commercial with that sad music playing in the background to sponsor some quarterbacks because. It's it's the quality of the play, like you're saying. When you take stars out of the league, like Andrew Luck, like Drew Brees, like Ben Roethlisberger, like even Cam Newton, that's four quarterbacks right there in the top ten of quarterbacks in the National Football League not playing right now. And that is a huge September moment, and it's a huge bummer, and it's a negative in that sense because the play all gets downgraded. Most of the pieces get downgraded. And every week you're looking and saying, well, why is this game a blowout or why is this game a bust? Eh. Because the quarterback play is non-existent. A third of the league right now doesn't have the quarterback that they started the year with. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and that is nuts in four weeks for sure. And it's it's definitely put fantasy upside down. And I guess we'll just have to start preparing in May next year for fantasy football to fix this whole thing. But that was a joke. You didn't laugh. Okay, fine. Oh, I, I, I laughed. On the inside, I laughed. You, don't, you did. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is our September to Remember segment. Coming up next, we'll have some waiver wire targets for those of you who are playing in fantasy tonight and this league that I'm in a 16 team league, the guillotine league, I got to make some decisions. So I'm going to uh, talk to Joe about that coming up next. We'll see if we can make these decisions together to keep me alive in this fantasy league. You're listening to fantasy sports today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia here with you on the show. We'll take a quick time out. Waiver wires coming up next. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare Share Exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people, and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. 
If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 961 961 961 Craig Mish, Joe Pizapia with the year full-time fantasy coming your way at 2 o'clock, so stay tuned for that. And, uh, Joe, it's an interesting week, I think, coming up for the waiver wire because if you got issues, as you said earlier in the show, I think you're right. The only way that you're going to be able to attack these is via trade because I don't see a lot on the waiver wire this week, but I'll give you some of the names that I see out there as possibilities. And, you know, it's interesting that you said Geronimo Allison is owned in a lot of leagues. You, I, I don't know the percentages there, but you feel like he's owned in like 50% of fantasy leagues. I'll pull him up in uh, over on fan tracks or somewhere else there, but um, I'm, I'm sure if I'm going to guess it's 85. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess. So, but that's, uh, well, look, it doesn't mean that if he's out there, you don't pick him up. <laughs> you know, that's, Oh yeah. You know, that's why I have him as my number one, but I don't like to throw names out that are owned. It just feels you know, foolish. Well, I'll, I'll check. You can go on to the next one, and I'll check on the Allison ownership when we get okay. here. Okay. All right. Uh, AJ Brown of Tennessee, obviously, at this point, and uh, he is a very big guy. He does look like he, he could be a tight end. Yeah. And and look, I, I would grab him. He, I think he's going to be a red zone target for that team. And if he is on the waiver wire, I definitely would consider him. Naheem Hines is probably owned in fifty percent of leagues, but if Marlon Mack is out this week, uh, that's a great, great matchup for Sunday night. And you may not be able to wait, by the way, because it is a Sunday night game. And by the way, I don't know what in the world's going on in the NFL, but uh, 10 games at one, two games at four. Well, how did that happen? Oh, we, I just talked about this on the DFS show with Chris Meany, where we're just looking at it, it's like, why would you even I mean, you can play the all day slate. That's fine. But you might as well take those four teams out of the mix and take a little bit more variable out and just play the one o'clock real hard. This is a fascinating, weird I don't know if it's just like the perfect storm of scheduling or the fact that, you know, they have West Coast teams playing Thursday night or how, you know, it's very weird. I'm guessing it's because they have uh, a Western division teams playing a Thursday. And then you have the Colts also in the West playing thir- uh, Sunday night football. I think that's the perfect storm of it, but it's very weird. I don't remember this happening ever. Do you No. or just, no. I never noticed it, but no, so two weird. games, never two, three it's is like usually like, why are they only three? Well, that's that's well in in the week where you get like six teams on a bye. Okay, but you only got two this week. Oh well, that's Thanksgiving. Not- you know, Thanksgiving is is you know. Look, you'll play. Uh, there are three games on Thanksgiving. There's a Sunday night game and a Monday night game. So obviously, there's only going to be two games at four o'clock on the week of Thanksgiving. But beyond that, that's it. There should never be any other. All right, week. I'm shocked by this number: sixty four percent for Allison. Okay, I so I wasn't wrong on that. No, well, you're not. Uh, okay, so so I would pick up Allison as the number one uh, guy this week because I'm not a, even though I'm heavy in on uh, Valdez Scantling, I still got to believe that there's a chance for Allison. Uh, and then at tight end, I got Ben Watson. He comes back this week. It's going to be a week-to-week nightmare with Watson, but if you own him the week that he blows up, he's a tight end. Tight ends have not fared as well this season. Maybe you own Hawkinson, and he's, and he's maybe he's going to be out for a period of time. Uh, I would probably grab uh, Watson to get some red zone targets potentially, but again, last week they're running the ball with Bolden. You just never know with New England, and it's hard to quantify. So those are the four that I got. I actually think Watson's a really nice sneaky one in a deeper league to add right now because if he does have a good game, he could immediately become trade bait for you too. Uh, because they, they, especially with Edelman banged up a little bit, no, no Antonio Brown, there's more targets around. So with Antonio Brown in the wings, that was not looking like a good pickup two weeks ago. But now I think it's it's certainly one that can work. And a guy that's it's not like he's never worked with Tom Brady before. So uh, that should be pretty good. I'm going to go with another guy who's uh, should be on the way for wire too. It's Golden Tate. Golden Tate comes back this week. I think you should put in for him if you're hurting a wide receiver. If you're an Adams owner, why not get out there and get Golden Tate? Last year, forget the second half of last year with the Eagles. 
It's the Eagles. He came into a system midway through the season. It was tougher to pick it up. It just didn't seem to gel with him and Carson Wentz. He's had the full offseason here. He, he played with Jones in the preseason uh, practices. He played with Eli. He played with both of them. So don't panic about this. It's not like Jones never took any snaps with the one. So I think Tate will have a, a really nice return. Like Not in terms of, oh my God, he's going to be a number one. But look, Golden Tate's been a very solid wide receiver for a long time. A.J. Brown's my number two. I, if they could get any consistent quarterback play in Tennessee, I would love him even more because he is a tough matchup, man. You talk about how big he is. And we all know the Falcons don't like to tackle anybody, especially anybody big and strong. So forget it. Like he was just bound to have a good game there. But A.J. Brown's already had a couple good games. So deeper leagues, especially if he's still out there, go get him right away. Rashad Penny, if he's out there, just go pick him up. I know Chris Carson had a good game. I get it. But at any moment, that could change on a dime with another fumble. And as soon as that does, why not be proactive instead of reactive? Go pick up Penny just to have him. And look, maybe he's also worth something to the Chris Carson owner, potentially. So that's keep true. On that yeah. line. Chris Herndon, another tight end, another guy coming off suspension where probably cost you nothing to pick him up this week because Darnold's still not. I don't believe we're getting Darnold this week. Apparently, it doesn't seem that way from. No. Another. So why not pick him up now for nothing? And then maybe in a couple of weeks, you have another tight end who's viable, either trade and healthy, by the way, <laughs> a healthy player, <laughs> healthy player, which is great. It's nice to have a healthy player. Isn't that awesome? And I think that would be a, a nice setup there, too be ahead of the curve, be proactive, not reactive. And the last one's D.D. Westbrook. I think D.D. got dropped in a lot of leagues. He had a decent PPR game this week. I think he caught five balls of memory serves that this week. That's good. Five for 65, I want to say the line was off the top of my head. But if that's starting to trend in the right direction and Minshew is starting to get a little bit better feel for the offense, that could be a very sneaky ad this week too, where people dropped him and just get disenfranchised with a slow start. But D.D.'s got some talent there. All right, so now let's dive into my team here. Let's make the decision. Yeah, the, really, the waiver, really the waiver team, not everybody else. Yeah, who cares? The waiver runs tonight. Okay. okay. All right. So we've we've discussed this before. It's a super flex league, so most teams are starting two quarterbacks. Not everybody is, and that is really the key decision for me, Joe, to make this week. Do I pick up one of these quarterbacks that uh, that doesn't really provide a lot, or do I go with the extra guy? So uh, obviously, I have Keenum, and I can cut him for sure. Now here's okay. the question. First of all, here are the players on the guillotine league that got eliminated. Here are the top guys. Okay. Obviously, it's terrible because the guy got eliminated. Matthew Stafford, which would be fantastic to pick up Joe and plug in, but he's off this week. Yeah. Okay? And, I don't have, anyway. and I don't have the money. I don't have the money to get him. It's over. Okay. You should pick him up anyway, but continue. I'm not going to have him. I'm not going to have a chance. But you might be able to get him for a buck because the other teams might not need him. And they see uh, him. I'll, I'll try. I'll put in for a buck. Okay. There you go. All right. Put a claim in. Okay. Uh, thank you. Josh Allen or Bar- Josh Allen. He had him. He's out. So Barkley is, is a possibility for me to pick up and start. Okay. Uh, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. I'm never going to get him. Just move on from it. Someone will bid four or five hundred bucks out of the right, thousand. Right. I have no chance. Uh, Marquise Brown, I don't really need a receiver. I'll go through my options with you, and you'll say you're right. Marvin, no, Jones, I already know your guys. I remember him. Yeah, Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster, uh, he didn't have a good game, so he got knocked out. A.J. Brown was on this guy's team, uh, also uh, got knocked out. Carlos Hyde is somebody he has. That's somewhat interesting to me because I have Gurley. I have Royce Freeman. I have Singletary. <laughs> never going to play. I, and I have uh, Mostert. And Justin Jackson, I think I can cut him too. I thought he was going to play, but he never did. No, so I, so I, could, I could pick up a hide and pair him with Gurley or just roll Royce Freeman out or pray for Singletary to play one of these leagues, which doesn't seem like it's in one of these weeks, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Hyde so, has a good matchup this week against the Falcons who tackle no one. So just throwing that out there. I mean, I'll try for a buck. Yeah, well, that's only for a buck because I'm sure okay, a lot so of people are getting up. No, so here's care. the question. Among Barkley, Chase Daniel. And who is the other one that I'm missing here? That's oh, uh, yeah, Barkley. Stafford. I told you to throw in there anyway, but so it's it's just those two. It's Barkley Colt and McCoy, right? Oh, Colt McCoy. Yes, thank you. Colt McCoy is the third one. So do I start though one of those three to go with the Wonderkin of Kyle Allen? 
<laughs> or, or here's my other option, and I like my other option better. You tell me, am I crazy? Start five wide receivers this week. Josh Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd, and Valdez Scantling. Is it a full PPR? Yes. You can get away with that. I'll tell you what. I'm worried about Kyle Allen against the Jaguars. I have no choice. Well, okay, I was going to say, of all the matchups, too, the Bears against the Raiders, Chase Daniel didn't look all that bad. He looked pretty good with Allen Robinson. I'm just saying. And they're playing the Raiders this week. Like, that's the matchup I'd go. I, I try to. Uh, I don't know if I trust Chase Daniel at all. But do you really chase Allen? I mean, like. I don't trust yourself, Allen at all either, but I have him and he doesn't cost me You can't me trust money. him against the Jaguars defense. A, a defense like that is going to eat him. For Where's lunch. the game? It's I don't care where the game is in Carolina, but I don't care. Well, that's They're going to eat his lunch no matter what. I'm sorry. I don't feel good about that one at all. You, My opinion on this for whatever. Five touchdowns for Kyle, Kyle Allen this week. I understand how many turnovers last week. <laughs> he so does. How many points per touchdown? This Is it six or four? Four. I'll tell you, man, I think I take my chances with Chase Daniel against the Raiders. The Raiders are terrible. In, in London? Not in London. It's at one o'clock. It's in Oakland. It's in London. It is? Why is it on at one o'clock then? Because they decided. Oh, they're playing at night. Oh. At five is that why? Okay. Usually they play them early. Usually it's like 930 in the morning. Here they stopped that last year. Yeah, they, they did finally. They, okay. they only played like one or two games at night. They did one or two. I remember at least one they did. Yeah, not um, many. They even, more of a, even more of a, a variable there. London. Who, who knows? <laughs> Don't those, who knows? those games sloppy sometimes? Look, look, you're not in a good spot. You know, you're not in a good spot. I think you can roll out with those wide receivers and be OK. And in the Superflex to make it work. I think Allen is a very risky start against the Jaguars. I really do. And Ramsey will probably play in this game, too. It's going to be a lot of Christian McCaffrey, so maybe you get lucky with him. But you said it yourself the other day. Kyle Allen didn't play very well. A lot of turnovers there. And, you know, you kind of turn into a pumpkin a little bit. I'm, oh, I agree. I agree. But I, I just don't think I have much of a chance. So do you do you give me any chance of advancing past this week? Yes, of course I do. You are Cinderella. You're going to keep advancing. You're going to advance and win because that's I, what you do. You're Craig I, Mish. I, I feel like I feel like Hopkins has to have a good week this week. I don't well, care. I told you, you got the Falcons. Do you think they're going to tackle DeAndre Hopkins? You're nuts. Well, they're going to put two guys on him again. They think that everybody who plays wide receiver or running back is wearing a flag. That's what they're looking for flags to pull off a guy. No, but I like Atlanta in this game. I don't care if you like Atlanta in this game. That's fine. That doesn't mean that they're not going to have a good fantasy performance from Watson. But I'll tell you right now that if the way that I survive this league is if uh, Adams is out and Valdez Scantling plays, I think that gives me, it puts me in a good position. Valdez Scantling, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, one, two, three, Gordon, four. Boyd is not so good, but there's nothing I could do. I mean, he doesn't, they don't throw him the ball. They don't throw anybody the ball there. So that's that's what we're at. But that's the oh, I, I, Ebron is oh, I you know I, I my tight end is terrible. It's that guy from Houston that I picked up. Aikens. Oh, Aikens, that one off. He's a complete one off. I told you. All right, so who the who's which tight end should I go for? Ebron. Go. I can go back to the Vance McDonald train. Uh, Jimmy Graham, who you're going to say yes or Vernon Davis? Uh, I'm not going to say yes to Vernon Davis. Um, gosh, who? Jimmy Graham, Vernon Davis. Who? Wait, who, hold on a second. Uh, you know what? Give me Ebron. Ebron dropped every ball that was thrown to him last week, which means he'll probably have a good week against the Chiefs this week. So give me Ebron. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today after this. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today, Joe Pizzapia, Craig Mish with you here. We got full-time fantasy coming your way at 2 o'clock Eastern. You can stay tuned to them, Dr. Roto and Adam Ronis. They got you covered from 2 to 4 today. And Sean Glostamaki, our producer, is at the betting window 4 o'clock. We've got a lot of great programming over at SportsGrid and FNTSY. You may want to check it out, get involved, watch more of our shows, listen to more of our shows if you have the time. Let's ask ourselves some questions here and see if we can answer them. I like when we ask ourselves questions, but let's start off with this, Joe. Who is the best under 500 team in your mind in the NFL right now? Who's the best under 500 team in the NFL? What do you got? It's very difficult because there's so many two and two teams right now. There's a ton and there's some good two and two teams, but I, I, it's funny when you look at the standings, I think the answer I have is the Denver Broncos. I actually think they are. I think they actually are a better team. They have some personnel on defense. They, they do have some offensive talent at in every first half and they don't have the kind of offense that they're able to really necessarily catch up from that all the time. And I think that's the big problem I have. And they're probably they're probably the best 0-4 team, too, which I know is another question we have. I think I'm going to combine those two things. So I don't can know. We com- can we combine them with 500 teams? Because I don't think that there's enough choices here, honestly. Okay, so who's the best 500 team in your opinion? Or below. 500 or below. 500 or below? Mm. So the, here are the choices. Arizona, the yeah. Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Minnesota, I know Washington, the Giants, the Eagles, the Broncos, the Chargers, the Raiders, Titans, Jags, Colts, Texans, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, uh, Browns. Okay, so 500 or below, I'll take the Browns. That's what I was going to take. I think the Browns are too because they can run the football. Because they finally last week, some little light bulb went on and said, oh, wow, Nick Chubb's really good. We should get him the ball more. You know, yeah, Browns or Eagles for me. Those would be the two teams that that I would go with. Yeah, see, I don't think it's the Chargers. I think that's the fallacy. I actually think, you know what? Right now, I think it's the Jaguars and the Browns for me. Those are the two that I would. Could be, yeah. Jags are definitely at least a 500 team, I would think. That was a huge W this week for them. Yeah, uh, unexpected for me, for sure. 
uh, uh, winless teams in fantasy this year. In reality, excuse me, this year, winless teams. We have, you, you've made your case for Denver, Cincinnati, Miami, the Jets, um, Arizona, 0-3-1, Washington, 0-4. Uh, I, would, I would say the Jets, just because when they get Darnold back, I think that they'll be competitive. I think their season is over. I don't think that you, you start off 0-3 and make the playoffs. But I could see the Jets finishing 6-10. and 10. I think that's a good one too. I think the Jets, because that's a, also not a real Owen Ofer because no quarterback. Again, no quarterback. It's 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 so hard. And not only they're down they're down to the third string quarterback. You know, like the Jets have really gotten piled. Who on. was not their only, backup? I forget. Was it McCown? Who who was the Jets? No, backup? it was um. Oh my God, he got hurt. He got his ankle chopped in half in the game against the Browns on on Monday. Oh my God, why can't I think of his name right now? Now now it's gonna piss me off. I, I can't think of it. It just went out of my head. I'm looking it up. He rolled his ankle. It, it was disgusting. And uh, the guy got a flag on it, the whole thing. Jets quarterback, Luke Falk. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Oh, my God. Poor Trevor Simeon. I'm sorry. I can't even remember your name. Just your gruesome injury. I apologize, great, Trevor Simeon. Great, great quarter of the year. <laughs> yeah, I think Darnold comes back and they're okay. I think I think he comes back and they end up winning five or six games. I, this their season is kind of over, and I think uh, you know I don't know how many years they signed Gase to, but his, his you know, I don't know if he'll last beyond this year. But that's the way that I see that. As far as the best win uh, undefeated team in the NFL, we have the Chiefs, and we have wow the Forty Niners and the forgot their three yep. you know New England. Yeah, um, I'll flip a coin between KC and New England. I don't. You'll you'll pick New England. I, don't, I guess. Well. I don't know. The Chiefs have given up 94 points. The Patriots have given up 27. So, and how many of those have been on offense? Not many. So, it's pretty well, incredible. New England played Miami and New York, correct? Uh, New England played Miami and New York and Buffalo. Yep. Yeah. So. And they also played the Steelers with Roethlisberger. Mm. And they blew their doors off. Just because you say it strong doesn't mean it's going to. I don't care. Strong. They did. Well, they were full strength, full strength guns <laughs> ablaze. Ben Roethlisberger was at full strength in that Lou, game. I would, I would doubt that. Lou, would highly doubt ball. that. Why? He was throwing balls all over the place. Nah, Nobody he was, was catching anything. Hurt. He was obviously was he? hurt. Yes, he didn't was play again. Obviously hurt too when they put up thirty three on them. I, I don't know. I I, I I would I would say that there's a chance certainly that New England is better than Kansas City, but there's no question. I'm saying they're a more complete team. I'm saying I'm I'm saying offensively, I think Kansas City is better than New England, but that defense has been so good for against, New England that I'll against give them the edge. Ryan Fitzpatrick and against uh, whoever the Jets quarterback Jared was. Goff. Let's see, they held Patrick Mahomes scoreless in the AFC Championship. Is still still scoreless for the first half. Same defense, same personnel. They. Held Jared Goff to uh, no touchdowns in that game. Um, so they held the amazing Los Angeles Rams offense uh, pretty quiet. Uh, they shut down the Chargers in the playoff game the week before that. So uh, it's been a long time here since anybody of any note has really scored any points, whether they're a good team or a bad team against the Pats. Just saying. I know everyone hates it, but it's true. Maybe it will be Kansas City this year. Maybe Look, that's going to be a great game. It's going to be in New England. It's going to be a great game. I can't wait for it. It's going to be certainly fun. And the and Kansas City went in there to New England last year and put 31 on them. But they didn't win the football game because they couldn't stop anybody. Yeah, the That's defense the was great. So, All right. We'll see. All right. Uh, some news and notes real quick from the, from the NFL. It looks like Trubisky won't have surgery, Joe, but will miss a month. Daniel did play well, as you mentioned. 
against Minnesota. There's no question. And I, and I suppose there is a chance that if Daniel just manages games and that there's a chance that they can continue to win games, but uh, the Bears offense would, would not be called prolific at this point. And, um, you know, we've talked about David Montgomery a ton. I, I just I don't see any hope. I think he'll be OK, but I, I don't think he comes close to what we thought he would be. But that's fine because the Bears keep winning. They have the best defense in the NFL or close to it. And if Daniel just hands the ball off 20 times in Montgomery, gets 50 yards, throws a few passes to Robinson, I think they'll be fine. If he hands the ball off 20 times this week to Montgomery, he's not get, he's getting a lot more than 50 yards. <laughs> Viking, I'm telling you, they are. the You can't compare the Vikings defense to the oh, Giants. Every defense. week you make apologies for this Montgomery. Oh, I'm sorry. You, can't, you can't compare the, them to the, the, the Giants. The Giants defensively are atrocious, Craig. They're a terrible football team on defense. Raiders, Raiders, right? The Raiders, excuse me. The Raiders, the Raiders are bad too. The Giants are bad. The Raiders are bad. They're all bad. Okay. The saying the the Vikings defensively are good against the run, and they proved that yet again this week. And okay. they help. Okay. That's right. the point so I'm trying to make about the Vikings. Um, okay, so it's been four weeks of bust for David Montgomery. Can we agree on that, please? Yes. Complete and total utter bust. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this week is the final decision on him, right? Fair to say that this, like, we would give him a mulligan on all four games. I'm willing to do it here for the show. Well, I think you should give it because the combination of him looking good and not getting carries and then him looking bad and then giving the ball a ton to him, he needs the perfect storm, don't you think? Where you actually give him the goal 20 times against the bad defense. Give him the ball 20 he, times he against the, the Vikings is a tough a couple, sell. A couple of weeks ago, again, he, he got the ball eight straight times on the one and couldn't score. So this week, Joe. Anything less than 65 yards and a touchdown, David Montgomery, it's done. I'll sign right. off on that with you right here. Handshake, gentlemen's agreement. 65 yards and a touchdown. That is not asking for a lot. No, and that's why I'm signing off on it. I think that's a not very carries. Don't give me well. He did good. You know, I don't care. I don't care what the carries are. You didn't say the carries. 65 okay. and a touchdown. It's done. This is handshake. It. This is the week. Okay. This I hope it. so. I have him this week, and my partner who I play with is like, why are we playing this guy every week? I'm like, oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Okay. Uh, what else is happening here? Let's see. Uh, Washington. Why don't they just say who's going to be the quarterback here at this point? They're playing game? I don't get it. He's unhinged. Jay Gruden has officially become the crazy Gruden. We used to think it was John Gruden. Nope. Jay Gruden has completely lost his mind. It's over. It's done. He is burned out. The years of having everybody on his team hurt the years of the Kirk cousin drama going back and forth the years of having Alex Smith and then losing him to a gruesome injury. It's all, it's over. It's all done. Jay Gruden has, you know, you know, that scene in Ace Ventura when he goes to the nut house and he's wearing the tutu and that's Jay Gruden right now. He is that guy. That's Shame. It. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get a job somewhere else as an offensive. Oh, oh, no question. Yeah, no question. And he'll probably be good. He'll probably be good there. I wonder if his brother will hire him. <laughs> be the Vikings offensive coordinator. Oh, great. <laughs> the Broncos lose Bradley Chubb. I, I'm pretty, I'm done now with Denver. I, I, I had my little, they win home games. They played tough. But I don't know. I, I don't know, Joe. I, I think... I think Denver is in line for like a two and 14 year. I, I give them credit for playing hard. They definitely should have beat the bears. They could have beat the Packers. They kind of gave that game away, but they gave another game away this week. At some point I got to call it what it is. And Denver may be the best team that's zero four. You're right about that, but I I'm, I'm just not optimistic moving forward with them. Yeah. They haven't had a lot of good luck either. They've had some weird bounces and some things go against them in games, but I don't like the chargers either. And I'll tell you what, this game scares the hell out of me if I'm the chargers. Cause because all those things, I think this is a game where you could overlook 
the Broncos. And I think that's the team you just don't overlook because they do have Von Miller. They do have the ability to run the football. And I don't know, man, the Chargers are another team I just think is paper right now. I don't buy into them at all. Yeah, I... Just so many. What what's Gordon's status, by the way, for the week? Melvin Gordon is he out again? Let me know when you know. We haven't heard anything yet. Uh, you know, it went from oh he's going to be part of the game. He's not going to play at all. To oh he's going to be active. He's going to get some snaps. To oh only an emergency, like five minutes yeah, before the F4 game. Or turns out is uh, going to be a stud all year. It looks like then. I don't know, man. It's brutal. He's great, though. Eckler's great. Eckler's been tremendous. I, I saw somewhere that he'd be a top 12 uh, wide receiver in fantasy this year if, if you just took his receiving stats. That's interesting. That's a, that's a fascinating little stat right there. There's a yeah. good nugget. In a PPR league, I think he's uh, 11th or 12th overall in terms of receptions. So he's having a great year, too. If you got him, you got lucky. That's uh, that's for sure. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. And when we come back, we'll talk a little uh, baseball playoffs. So don't go away. Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia here on FNTSY. Full-time fantasy comes your way 2 o'clock Eastern. It is October 1st, which means it's time for some October baseball. We'll discuss that next. Don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. 
Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe with you here on the show. Tomorrow on the program, we'll discuss is the wrong team favored in the NFL. Clearly, that was the case last week. Almost every underdog came through in the NFL last week. And baseball underdogs are always interesting, Joe, because you have such heavy favorites going into this thing. Right now, Houston is a 2-1 to favorite, the Astros, to win the World Series. And only five times in the last 15 years has the favorite that's gone into the playoffs won. So that certainly would give cause for concern for Houston. L.A. is certainly right there. They have three great pitchers. If Washington could get through Milwaukee tonight, they've got some pitching, too. The Yankees have the bats. How do you see the postseason playing out so far in uh, in baseball this year? Is it Houston's to lose? Do you see any other team catching them off guard a little bit? I don't think anybody thought they'd go down last year, but they did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's Houston. I really do. It's that's such a tough rotation to face now. You know, when they had a Granky, I think that was what really pushed it over the top there because that's another guy who is just deep into games, very efficient. You know, he's giving me a ton of quality starts this year. And I think when you give quality starts in the playoffs, that's usually a really good opportunity. Like you go into the seventh inning, there's a really good chance that you're able to turn things over to a bullpen for a shorter amount of time and get W's. That's what I look at it. But uh, it's, I mean, do you think they're really not a, a two to one? Like, do you believe that two to one is sounds right? I I feel like it is. It sounds right, but I would say that L.A. L.A. having Kershaw, Bueller, and Hunjin Rue, hypothetically, if he's good, I, I and with those bats that they have, I, I look, they took them the seven games two years ago, Joe. And then L.A. got right back to the World Series last year. So I am definitely not eliminating L.A. from the conversation. Uh, St. Louis and Atlanta, man, that's tugging at my heartstrings there with those two teams. I got a lot of fan bases that follow me, um, you know, because of how much I talk about the Braves and the Cardinals. And so... Uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, when the, where was it? Was it the winter meetings? Yeah, the winter meetings, Joe, were in Las Vegas. So I went out there and covered the winter meetings for my podcast. And I bet the Cardinals to win the World Series at 16 to 1, which was a bad bet because in June of this year, Joe, they were like 20 to 1, you know? <laughs> and And now they're 12 to 1. So, of course, it looks better now. But at the time... I could have even gotten better odds throughout the season. So not a lot of people are behind the Cardinals. There are some people who are behind the Braves a little bit, Joe. But the issue with that series is, of course, uh, Freeman hasn't been 100% healthy going into this. Acuna hasn't been healthy 100% going into this. But I feel like that could be a competitive five-game series. Oh, absolutely can. Because you're talking about the team that was good all year and now is a little banged up, like you said facing the team that's gone on a high. I mean, when you when you go out there and stick it to the Cubs, there's no way you're not riding off that. And that's what's fun about the baseball playoffs is when you catch a team that's red hot at the right time, they can go through the entire thing. I mean, it's 
we've seen it happen before and uh, it wouldn't shock me for sure. I think, I think it would be hard pressed not to think Atlanta's the better team, but that's not always the case. And I'll, and I'll say the other thing too, the difference maker for that Cardinals team has been Flaherty because the first half of the year, he was very inconsistent. You look at the home road splits in the first half of the year. They were not good. They were drastically bad actually. And then whatever clicked for him, um, you might have more information on this than me, but I don't know what it was, but that second half, he's been dazzling. And I think it's very difficult to be a team without a true ace going into the playoffs. And Flaherty became that guy and stepped up. And I think that's the reason why you're seeing them here right now. It's really embarrassing to say that I could be in an NL Tout Wars, NL Tout Wars format in 12 teams. And I have Jack Flaherty and I have Jacob DeGrom. And I have Ronald Acuna. And I don't even finish anywhere near the top. Like that, what? that is, it's what was the rest of the roster? What? <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? And well, I had no, G- no. and I had Real Muto. So the the uh, it's very clear. Uh, I went all pitching, and remember, Flaherty did not perform in the first half. Arietta did, did not perform all year, Ugh. but the key was I fell so far short in home runs and runs driven in, and I'll and I'll tell you exactly why. Travis Shaw and Jesus Aguilar. The, that was the reason. And oh, sure. meanwhile, Milwaukee is there without those two guys. I yeah. thought, you know, when I did my projections, I figured with Aguilar and Shaw, I had 50 home runs and 180 RBIs. That's what I thought. 50 home runs between the two. And 100, oh, I mean, Shaw, Joe, was reliable as anything the last three years. And Aguilar may have been a little bit speculative. Look, he had that one great year. He certainly could have taken a step back, but I did not expect that dude to hit like 12 home runs, man. Like, And so I got a total of 14 home runs from Sean Aguilar as opposed to 50, and that was it. And I don't so. think you were completely off base with those. Those were low-end kind of expectations, you know, especially with the way Shaw had been hitting home runs for two years. But, yeah, it's that's brutal. And NL only, there's the replacement values not there. No, <laughs> I didn't get anything. Have too. It's whenever in that, and I, I gotta be honest, like I haven't played an only league in tw- 20 years. I think the first league I ever played in was an NL only, but it's it's not my favorite kind of format. I like the mixed league, I like the you know, to have options and things because I think when you are wrong about more than one thing or you have a massive injury, that's just the replacement value is just not there unless you get super lucky and things go well. I'm curious, what was the roster that won? What did that roster look like that had? Oh, I'd have to look, man. It's yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Bill Hurts. Phil Hertz won it. Um, even though he at the end he tried to bench all his pitchers and put all DL guys in, and they uh, disallowed it. Had to change his. Uh, they almost disqualified him. Um, okay, that's a story for another day. He had my roto is not fun because yeah. things like that. Yeah, uh, let's see. His his hitters were Anthony Rizzo, Ahmed Rosario, Chris Bryant. Mike Yastrzemski, you could swap, you could uh, circle that one. Yastrzemski yeah. was a monster. He got Castellanos. Circle that one. Now he was a monster when he came over to the yeah. Cubs. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kevin Newman was really good for Pittsburgh when he ended up playing. Yep. And I'm looking at the pitching here. Newman wasn't, you know, it's funny. I did do the infield profiles for the black book. And Newman was one of those guys where you look at the deeper stats on him. And he's like, you know what? This might be one of these guys you take a flyer on in an NL only league. I think that's like basically what the profile read like. And he was actually pretty decent this year, like that, you know, just because those are the kind of dudes, they cost you nothing to be wrong about. So why yeah. not 
why not take him on your roster? And then if you're wrong, you cut him. It's not a big deal. Yeah. He uh, he had Kershaw, who had bounced back with a great year. On the cheap, too. He probably got him cheaper in that option. Yeah. Uh, you Darvish had a... Once uh, you, you Darvish he carried was, him, really. Yeah, he was great, man. He was great. He carried him for a long time. What did he, he end went, up with strikeout total in the year, Darvish? I bet it was over 200, right? 220. Jeez, wow. Yeah, Woodruff. Another good one. Yeah, uh, and then he won saves because he had Will Smith, 34 saves, and he had Luke Jackson from the Braves. He had ended up having 17 saves. So he uh, he did very well there. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it doesn't seem... No NL team that wins seems like a great team, but when you pick up Mike Yastrzemski, Nicholas Castellanos, Joe, one in a waiver acquisition and another one when the trade happens and you use your fab, that's the key. You know, yeah. that, those, those two kind of players can end up helping you win a... Uh, you win still, a it seems like the players you had, you should have at least finished in the top five. So that's kind of weird. I did not. Yeah. Weird and, weird and bad is the yeah. is the way to describe it for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, Yankees and Twins. Uh, can can you make a case for the Twins? I think you can make a case for the Twins because I mean, they've hit a ton of home runs. The problem is, you know, what's that pitching going to do on a big stage? And that that's kind of where I struggle. So I think the Yankees will win this one. What do you think about this? The Twins have played the Yankees so many times in the postseason and just have come up short. Yeah, so. but I mean, that was like the Brad Radke twins. I feel like <laughs> you know, it's it feels good. like they played each other a million times. Oh, like, yeah, but I mean, like you know, when Eric Milton's not pitching tonight, no, he's not. <laughs> well, so Jose like, Jose Barrios is good. He is, but ha- has he ever been on a big stage? In a no, big, no, that's the thing. That's like Odorizzi had some ups and downs this year. He was very good at the beginning of the year. I don't know if you trust. Like it's it's your trust your bus kind of thing with the twins. I feel like it could be. That's that sounds right. Uh, okay, and so over in the American League tomorrow night, I guess we can preview this game a little bit more tomorrow night, but Tampa and Oakland, I feel like just a million relievers pitching. Like how many pitchers will pitch in the in, How many pitchers will pitch between these two wild card games, would you predict? Who's starting the game for Tampa? It's uh, not Charlie Morton. They didn't. Tyler Glass now, I'm guessing. I got to see. Why not Morton? Did he go down at the end of the year? Oh, maybe it is Morton. Hold on. I mean, I would be guessing if you have a shot at the wild card here, you're playing your best pitcher and you're trying to just get out of the wild card, aren't you? Uh, it is Borden, yes. Okay, yeah. Oakland has not announced the starter. Well, how about that? How about the Oakland A's? You know, every year? Every year. Every year. Just goes to show you, you know, if if you have the right scouting and you have the right situation there and you put the right players in the right spot to be successful, they do it every year. They find a way. It's unbelievable. How about some teams that missed the playoffs this year that you think have a chance to make it next year? I would put uh, I would put Philadelphia in there. Yeah, I mean, does the Mets second half ten games over five hundred mean anything to you? I mean, that bullpen basically destroyed them this year. Diaz yeah. especially specifically destroyed them. So, do you think that's something that they can come back from if he just pitches yeah, better? I, I think so. Nimmo missed a lot of the year too. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know that Pete Alonso will hit another fifty, and but again, they had down years from the, that entire trade. Cano had a bad year too. I think him and McNeil are players that you can build around. Like you look at those two guys and you say these guys give a crap. Like they care. You watch the way they play the game. It's very different than what, as a Mets fan, I've been used to <laughs> for a while. Right. So I, I think that's something you hang your hat Mets on. Mets and Phillies, I would go with. Yeah, I would say you both those teams too, with the, all the pitching they have. Yeah, they won ninety-three games this year. I mean. Yeah, I, I would probably stop it more or less there. Um, you know, the American League East, Toronto and Baltimore have no shot. Boston, of course, will have to try and compete next year for sure. 
Uh, Indians, yes, of course. Uh, White Sox, I don't know. Eventually, are the White Sox ever going to be good? Like, how long is this this rebuild going to go on? Like, Atlanta, I don't know, like, man. Well, they're in the thick of it now, so I think next year is when you start to look where Giolito stepped up, and you have Cease, and you have these guys, and Eloy in the second year, and Moncada had a good season. You try to say, okay, this is it. Like next year, I think there's finally expectations. So I think to answer your question, if it doesn't happen next year, there's some rumblings and grumblings there. It's amazing to me that Arizona finished with 85 wins. When you look at yeah, where they, they jettisoned yeah. everybody. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, and, they, they did. They fired their pitching coach, too. So they didn't feel great about that. But look, they have, uh, you know, they traded Granke, but then they brought in Zach Gallen from Miami. So they'll have a shot there. David Peralta, Eduardo uh, Escobar. No, they have, they have a pretty good team. Walker, if, Christian Walker was OK for them. Bauer, right. Do you think that's a team with Castillo, Bauer and Gray that can compete next year? No, no. no. It's not I, don't, I don't know. I think Cincinnati is just kind of destined for this. For, I I don't I don't really know that they know that were they what what they're doing like these these one year deals just didn't make any sense they just lost Puig now like what was the point of that I don't know I I wonder too when you look up at the Dodgers I mean the the rest of that division was not good and I'm not saying the Dodgers aren't great because they are Padres is a good name that's a good team to predict the Padres are a team that I think you know that could turn it around fast and that'll be fascinating to see you know if is it Joe Madden there or what what happens to the Cubs next where where do they go from here because there's a lot of age in that rotation now. A lot of age. Yeah, I think the Cubs are going the other way. I don't, I don't, I don't really see them back next year doing well. But I forgot about the Padres. I got to put them in there no matter what. I mean, they have some I, strong talent coming last this year with injuries too, which was frustrating. You know, yeah. they get the right manager in there. You're right, but I don't know. It feels like the Angels are going to throw a lot of money at Madden. You may have to take it. <sighs> the you know the if, if the Angels have Garrett if they sing, sign Garrett Cole. That's a game changer for them because he need pitch very well. The problem is the depth of that rotation was just the dregs, man, all year. You can't be throwing Jaime Barry out there and these other guys are just, well, you know, the guy passed away. Well, no, no, but no, but in all, in all fairness, even before that, even, even before that, the rest of that rotation is not very good. You need somebody at the top. And if they do go out there and put all that money into Garrett Cole, I think that changes things significantly there. Yeah, it could. They're still paying Pujols a ton too. You're and, taking and them away from the Astros at the same time. Like that's in your division. That's a great point. That's a, that's that's a, a great huge point. swing. Yeah, well, especially great. for like being 112 years old. <laughs> still pitching like he's 12. He is. All right. What we'll do is we'll take a quick time out here on the show. Exit Velocity is next. Don't go away. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 
888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract, guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060 That's 800-804-7060 What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today, full-time fantasy. Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto are standing by. But before we turn the ball over to Ronis and Roto, let's end the show with a little exit velocity. I feel the need, the need for speed. Exit velocity. Nice velocity. All right, I'm going to end Exit Velocity with the hot topic of my fantasy league, this guillotine league. I don't know that I've ever been so enthralled and so possessed about a fantasy league because I'm just so bad, and I'm surviving each and every week. There are guys going down in this league like you wouldn't even know anybody's business, but yet somehow Craig Mish's team keeps surviving, keeps getting to the next week. Can we make it one more week in this fantasy league? If I can get through this week and get myself somehow to 100 points, some real quarterbacks will be out there on the waiver wire. I could pick a couple up and then actually compete this thing, but I need one more week to do it. What will end up happening? Well, you'll have to stay tuned because there'll be some decent options this week coming up as fantasy football hits week number five. All right, that will do it for the show. Thank you to Joe Pizapia, my co-host, as always. Also, thank you to my producer, Sean Guastamacchia. And thank you guys for listening and liking and listening to the show on a daily basis. We'll be back tomorrow with some trust or bust. Also is the wrong team favored in the NFL. We'll take a look and give you some early college football lines. Big game between the Gators and Auburn Tigers coming up this week. 
as the SEC and all the other conference plays start to really heat up toward that championship. That will do it for us. Full-Time Fantasy is next. For Joe, I'm Craig. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. See ya.